Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers podcast from the Monte Carlo Casino in Monaco. I'm Tim. Phil's right there. Hello, Tim. That's JB. Hello, Timothy. It, local time is currently. What is it? Uh, 20 past 12. 20 past 12. Nothing, is it? Nothing. It's fine. 20, 20 past 12. So it's the end of the. Well, no, it's the end of the awards section of the World Rugby Awards. Judging by. The start the, of the party section, though, of course. It's, yeah. it's quite far from. The end of the World Rugby Awards 2019. I think I'm right in saying it's there's no phones from now on. Uh, really? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Good. Fortunately, though, we had plenty of equipment here to capture some of the chats with. And what you're going to get on a, another podcast in the feed is the full chats with... What, who do we have? Angus Gardner? Yeah. Oh, he was, a, he was a excellent. Yeah. Great. World, uh, best referee best re- in the world. Best ref in the world. CJ Stander? Yeah. Yep. Caught in for a chat. Part of the best team in the world. Yeah. Ireland. Uh, Afui Dianti. Uh, lovely bloke. Breakthrough player of the year. Yeah. Um, and his captain, Sia Khaleesi, we caught up with. Um, Michaela Blyde, Sevens player of the year. Um, Doddy Weir as well. Yeah. What yeah, a guy. Yeah. Uh, but and, first. And the doctor. And the doctor, Jamie Roberts, quite right. Yes. So, but what we're going to start with on the pod, you're gonna, we're going to do a podcast talking all about our weekend. We've been all over the place. Yeah. Well, Marseille, yes. Rome. Nice, Monaco. Right. Probably worth saying as well, the next voice you're going to hear, is World Player of the Year? He's also not. And yes. And we'll explain that. Johnny Sexton, if you haven't seen, I'm sure the word will have got round by the time you listen to this podcast. Definitely. Lost his voice and couldn't talk. <laughs> he genuinely, he genuinely. actually couldn't yeah. talk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so fortunately, his mate at Leinster for many, many years, Rob Carney, was our first guest. So we're, at the, we're still at the Monte Carlo Casino, been joined by the devilishly handsome and the island's... Um, even more handsome in real well, life. Thank you. I'm very well. I'm having a good night. I'm delighted for Johnny. Yeah. Uh, delighted for Joe and all the other winners. Yeah, you have the world's best rugby player um, in your ranks. What makes Johnny Sexton so special? It's a good question. I, you know, first and foremost, he's obviously a superb player. He's a coach player. He's big moments at big times in games. Uh, but I think it's it's the stuff that you probably don't see on a Saturday afternoon. It's it's his drive, his 
his commitment, his ability to get the best out of the players around him, uh, his constant striving for perfection uh, is the things that you know I think set him apart to other people. You mentioned some big moments this season, Grand Slam, the uh, victory against England, the victory against France with the the drop goal, this successful tour to Australia, the successes with Leinster, the win in the Autumn Internationals. Kind of, how do you rank them? What what are the kind of highlights? Looking back at what's been an amazing 2018. Honestly, I think this year we genuinely have been really blessed on how things have gone for Leinster and Ireland uh, it's fairy tale, fairy tale stuff you couldn't ask for, for better seasons if I had to rank them you know that drop goal in Paris was incredible it set up our whole succession season uh, you know to, to carry the ball f- for that long to build that many phases in those weather conditions you know and for, for Johnny to produce a moment like that you know was superb uh, to go down to Australia to lose the first test 1-0 and to come back and win a 2-1 again shows a massive amount of character in a team uh, provincially you know Saris are the team that we've all been going after for the last couple of years to, to beat them in a quarter final at home in Dublin and then go away and beat a very tough Racing who who analysed us really well and who sort of had our game plan sussed a little bit uh, and to come out the other end of that was was incredible you know you come into November you beat the All Blacks at home for the first first ever time on Irish soil uh, you know we've, we've been so so blessed with some of the things that we've achieved as a, as a team this year your team the Irish team and to the same uh, and in the same sense the Lancer team you've been together for a, for a long time so obviously you know each other pretty well is any of this success a surprise a surprise to you or, or did you always think that this group of players were as good as they are now no, listen if, if I'm being honest with you if you know if you look back at the last year and you say you know Grand Slam Heineken Cup the league beating the All Blacks in Dublin a series win and away in Australia you know you're going to be you have to be pretty surprised with yeah. that you know you, of course you, you, you set out at the start of a season and you set yourself these ambitions and goals and you say we're going to go and win everything but you know to actually go and do it is is, is pretty impressive so uh, yeah we're, we're surprised with it but you know we do put a huge amount of effort in a lot mm. of hard work and there's so much stuff that oh, behind the scenes that <laughs> that we might not always see um, <laughs> we're losing the running <laughs> Keep it together. <laughs> All over the show here. Well, listen, things have been bubbling up very nicely. <laughs> uh, good, good link. Um, so we've got, to, we've got to mention um, Joe Schmidt as well, the guy that has masterminded this this year that you've had. Uh, again, a long time coming. You know, given the story that his future is going to be confirmed, how important a cog is he? I think Joe's record speaks for himself. Mm. Uh, you know, he's won two hunting cups of Leinster. He's won two championships in the Six Nations. A Grand Slam, beating the All Blacks twice, beating South Africa down there in their own patch. You know, you can't argue with those sort of facts. Uh, he is probably the greatest coach in the world at the moment. I know he's won Coach of the Year this year, but I have an exposure, I had the exposure to some of the other coaches in the world, but I would be very, very surprised if there was better than him out there. Uh, so, 
listen, I think Ireland have been incredibly lucky to have had his services over the last five years. Uh, whether he decides to stay on or not, it's another day's conversation. Uh, but, you know, what Irish rugby has achieved over the last three, four years has been a massive, massive amount, thanks to him. Now, you must be bored of picking up trophies by now. I haven't picked up one trophy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Team Ward? Uh, yeah, I was just overhearing. Um, apparently you have the, the most medals of any Irish player. Is that actually a real fact? I've no idea. I don't <laughs> sit at home and count my, count my medals. Well, the fact, the fact that you could sit at home and count your medals does, does say something. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to ask you, picking up on the coaching, as English, well, Phil and I are Englishmen, JB's a Welshman, but you've got a couple of pretty talented English coaches. Andy Farrell and Stuart Lancaster were both gutted over here that you've got those guys. And you know what? I genuinely think you should be gutted that, that we have them. They're two superb coaches. Andy Farrell is without doubt the greatest defence coach in the world. What he has brought to our team has been incredible. Uh, the system he's implemented, you know, how he gets guys up to speed so quickly. We all buy into him. He brings such energy to our defensive component of our game. Uh, you know, and he is without doubt a head coach in waiting in some capacity. Uh, Stuart Lancaster, a very, you know, different sort of. He's a different personality, a different type of person, and the circumstances of how he came into, you know, coaching Menser has been very different too. But, you know, without Stuart, we would not have won the, the Heineken Cup last year. Um, you know, so. English rugby, what you guys have lost, has been an enormous, an enormous factor in the success of Irish rugby over the last few years. You mentioned then Farrell potentially going to or looking at in the future to step up to a head coach role. Any uh, any idea where that uh, could be at some point in the future? Would it be a club? Would it be? Would you, a- would you like it to be your head coach in the future? Well, uh, listen, you know, if Joe was to move on, you think that Andy would be very, very high up on that shortlist to coach the Irish national team. He's, he, he would have learned a huge amount from Joe over the last few years. He'll understand our system. He'll understand the way the, the business of the IRFU works. Um, you know, so you would have to think that he is one of the very forefront runners to take over the Irish national team. Any other names in the in the hat? <laughs> you've got Stuart Lancaster, you've got Mark McCall over in Saris. Uh, you've obviously got a couple of other guys who will come out of the woodwork. Um, but I think those three guys are probably the front runners. Rob, congratulations well, for the team. Um, and pass on, our congr- <laughs> pass on our congratulations to Johnny. Just one final thing. How has he lost his voice? Was this celebrating with you boys? No, he shouts so much during the week at all of us players that when the weekend comes, he just can't speak. It's pretty standard affair. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. But I'll be sure to pass on your congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Top man. Thanks, Rob. Cheers, boys. That was Rob Carney on the Egg Chasers podcast. Uh, now, we're gonna, I'm going to jump you back in time to a little bit earlier this evening when we were on the terrace here oh, at yeah. the Monte Carlo Casino. Hello, Egg Chasers. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We are broadcasting not from the Rugby Dungeon today, but from the Monte Carlo Casino in Monaco, in the Principality. It's a, it's a slight upgrade to our usual surroundings. This place is obscene. It's, it's <laughs> simply obscene. We got here 
you, you arrive in a villain's lair of a train station underground. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got to sort of walk along the beachfront past... Uh, I mean, most... Uh, they, I think they say 10% of the world's wealth is held in tax havens. 10% of the world's wealth is floating in Monaco, Monaco <laughs> Harbour right now. <laughs> or parked outside hotels. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it really is. So that's where we've ended up. Uh, and that is day three of a, of a weekend to the continent. You know, building bridges and um, building relations in, in rugby, putting our hands across the world. Rugby so, missionaries. Un- unselfishly being rugby missionaries as we headed to Marseille for the World Cup. Uh, Repechage where Canada claimed the final place at the Rugby World Cup next year. Uh, then it was on to Rome for Italy versus New Zealand to soak up some of the autumn internationals, watching a lot more of the rugby there. And then here we are, World Rugby Awards. So hopefully we'll have some guests for you a little bit later on. I've just realised, jump straight in. Obviously, if you've just started listening to the podcast, I'm Tim. That's Phil. Hello, Tim. That's JB. Hello, Timothy. If you uh, have listened to us for a while, um, and if you follow us on Twitter, at uh, Rugby Podcast, then um, I would just like to apologise, both for the possible ropey nature of this podcast right now, uh, and also, f- definitely, if you follow us on Twitter, for the imposters who hacked our it, account. That's unbelievable. I it can't believe hack. that. I am outraged. I am How outraged. could that have happened? At half one in the morning, someone hacked us. <laughs> unbelievable. Pretending to be us. Pretending to drink dry martinis. <laughs> Extra dry martinis. <laughs> I can't believe it. Can we... Right, so, Phil, not only has introduced me to reasons, statistics, spreadsheets, <laughs> um, but on this particular trip also introduced me to... One of the most disgusting drinks. Oh. Oh, two, two of the most disgusting drinks. Two of my favourite drinks, dry martini and the Negroni. Um, yeah. So I only drink Negronis. This is, this is serious. I only drink Negronis with my friends to bring us closer together. <laughs> like, a, like a bonding exercise. Do you know, like, you know, <laughs> men say that they feel like... Like a tough pre-season. No more, no more like serving in the trenches in World War I. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of drinking a, drinking a, a Negroni. So there's so much to talk about. In fact, let's just let's just cover off some of the, the actual trip itself. Um, so where do you want to start? Um, bar fights, oh, airports. Yeah. So we were nearly <laughs> a victim of a savage attack in in in, in, uh, in Marseille. A man who I can only describe as looking a little bit like a Top Gear sub- Gear subscriber uh, decided to tell Phil. Uh, did he make? Did he gesture gesture as if you were, you know? Um, oh yeah, he did. So I sat down. And from across the bar, this this guy in his sixties, <laughs> he would never French bloke. He gestures like his hand round his ear, turns yeah. him round his ear like you're stupid. You're, you're mad, stupid. Yeah. And then did the uh, as if you were self pleasuring. Yeah, the self pleasuring yeah. sign. At me, never seen this bloke before in my life. I so, didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so allegedly, right? He said, "Right, okay." He told me, "You were a disgrace at the game." Now this is interesting because often when people tell me I, uh, tell me I'm a disgrace, I would I would say yeah maybe, maybe maybe I did something wrong. I often do things wrong, but the fact he said you did something wrong and you've never done anything wrong in your life <laughs> leads me to think that this guy might be insane. So that was that was one thing a near a near attack near death yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. There was also the, I've, we have really realised there is a total conspiracy. Airports are just. Lying to you to get you in and get get you the money on the food and drink and oh hundred percent and aftershave in an airport because there is no way and we now know for certain there is the two hour the two hour before your flight is utter nonsense. We we have not spent a single second longer than we've had to in we, airports. We've arrived not, not really by design, more more accident. We've arrived anything. at the airport. We arrived at the airport two minutes after the gate closed. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes after the gate closed. No, the we, most we amazing only... part of that. Uh, so, what, which time? 
today yeah. or yesterday? <laughs> yeah, twice. So, so um, we had a, an 8 a.m. flight from uh, Marseille to, to Rome. Rome. Mm. And at, it was 8.15, wasn't it? Or 8.45, whatever. At 7.38, <laughs> JB stumbles across the apartment and and asks us what time the flight is. <laughs> One hour from now. <laughs> the gate, when you, when you walked in, it was 37 minutes. What did people it's 37 think? minutes until the gate closed, yeah. and we were 30 kilometres away. Yeah. And what? naked. Yeah. <laughs> With none of our stuff packed. Yeah. yeah I, I, literally, because you know, of ridiculous luggage allowances, I have bought one spare shirt, one outfit for tonight, and I've had the same clothes <laughs> You've basically been wearing the same thing for three days yeah, now. I, I actually, so I went in one, I had two outfits, one that I travelled in and the one which I'm wearing now. Everything else I bought on on location <laughs> and then left it in hotel rooms. <laughs> so, uh, it's like, it is like Jack Re- that's how Jack Reacher yeah, operates. The important thing is, like, it's like on a rugby field, you can make mistakes, but that's fine, but the important thing is learning from your mistakes. Well, <laughs> and, no, and not, not repeating and the, it, the errors. It's, it's positive outcomes, so you can make a mistake, but it's, it's a positive Hang outcome. On, I've heard this before. <laughs> So, so, yes, so we didn't learn from we didn't learn our lesson. Yeah. So, but we had a much more civilized one p.m. flight to, to, from Rome. Yes, and managed to do exactly the same thing somehow. <laughs> At eleven thirty-seven. Yeah. Oh uh, my god! It was my turn to wake up and go. Mm, when's our flight? <laughs> uh, just yeah. over an hour, and so, we're a long way away. So, but I've learned the words for sorry, I am late. Yeah. French and Italian, <laughs> which I had to yeah. shout and relentlessly yeah. barging past people in the uh, security queue. Now, we also know things about rugby, i.e. we know who's going to be in the World Cup now. We do. We do. In fact, does that count as a World Cup game? Did we go to the World Cup? It's not a World Cup game, it's a World Cup qualification game. Is that not game. the same thing? I mean, you well, hashtag Rugby World Cup 2019? Uh, rugby World Cup repechage 2018. Mm, I think the hashtag's Rugby World Cup 2018. That, that is like... I'm um, I went to a World Cup game. That, that is <laughs> like <laughs> Harrow and Wealdstone FC saying when we were in the FA Cup qualifier. Was that... Was that did we win the FA Cup? Did we just... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we just played at Wembley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we know, and it's going to be Canada. And it's bittersweet kind of watching Canada win. Because I, if, they, if they lost, the, the, the story of Hong Kong would be amazing. It is, yeah. it is already amazing. Yeah. But also, that would be basically the death knell in what used to be a really, really great rugby power. And it's, a, it's uh, which, which way do you want it Canada to go? Canada have been to every World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, because there was, there was genuine talk of um, funding being qu- certainly called into question for the Canadian team if they failed to qualify. So mm. you're right, it would be the story for Hong Kong. And I loved the way that Hong Kong played. I loved the, their team spirit. Yeah. That story would be amazing. It would be a huge shame because Canada could potentially be... Uh, if they improve their current situation, they could be um, a proper international rugby team. Yeah, completely agree. Um, now, the weird thing about this, you've got Kenya, quite a populous nation. You've got Germany, a very populous nation. You've got um, Canada, not so much. right? And then you've got Hong Kong, which is, well, a tiny place. Now, when we watch the Germany-Kenya game, there are a, a, a smattering of fans. When Hong Kong played, they basically packed out yeah. Half the stand. Yeah, they must have bought more a serious Hong Kong funds than yeah. anyone else there. There was no, there was no um, mergers and acquisitions and banking being done <laughs> oh, yeah. on Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have a suspicion that union does okay for itself. You know, <laughs> yeah. their funding's all right. You think? Yeah, I think their funding's somewhat secure. Yeah. So um, I also uh, some other learns just generally for the weekend. Um, yeah, I've learned what the word for "sorry I'm late" is in French and, and Italian. Yes, I've used it many times. <laughs> just and, shout uh, it as you run through security. Yeah. 
barge past people. I also learned that um, get your press accreditation, or, or if you're trying to get tickets from any, oh anywhere word. in Italy, then oh just yeah, leave leave longer to get your ticket in Italy than you need to get to the airport. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. If we were in any way professional, <laughs> we would have known about that, but we're not. Well, so, we just wanted to enjoy a yeah. nice lunch, a nice relaxing lunch. The accreditation lunch. for Stadio Olimpico, this is very in, in, inside baseball, it's like half a mile to a mile away from the, from the actual <laughs> stand. <laughs> it's it's not part of the main building. No. It's part of the like the surrounding complex of buildings. Yeah. It's a, it, so we, we, we didn't miss a few minutes, only a few minutes. I've, of the, I've never seen the hack alive, and I was very excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> and, uh, tell, tell you what, the crowd, though, I couldn't believe the size of uh, the size of the crowd for, for Italy, New Zealand. Unfo- was yeah, not great. But un- unfortunately, it was very much one-way traffic. And yeah. When when the home crowd is doing a Mexican wave, less than twenty minutes into the game, mm. <laughs> you know You're you know team, it's not yeah. not going to be the, the greatest rugby. But the Stadio Olimpico is bloody brilliant, superb, right. absolutely brilliant. I think the whole, brilliant. I've never the been before. Isn't it? Yeah. So, loved, so loved last night. A, in Rome. a Six Nations trip to Rome, if that's something that you've you've done or or would do, I I just recommend it massively. It's a great 100%. city. Yeah. Now it, it did get a bit weird in Stadio Olimpico because we were watching a live game whilst huddled around Phil's phone <laughs> trying to watch the England game, <laughs> and we were only about ten meters away from uh, Steve Hansen and his the the All Blacks coaches. Yeah. And every time Australia scored a try or um, had a disallowed try, JB was cheering. <laughs> he was the loudest person in the whole yeah, stadium. Yeah, you're not allowed to cheer when you're in the media. So, uh, yeah, the media bit. It's, it's, not, it's, not cool. it's not good. Well, also, I'm, I'm just glad we kept him there till full time because we, we spent ages trying to get in. We got in late and it was about five minutes later. Should, should we go then, boys? Should we watch the England game? In the park? <laughs> let's go get some beers. Come on, let's go. <laughs> so England. Yes. England. England. So we now know that no matter what, how badly you, you do something, if there's a good outcome, you farreled it. Like, farreled a, it. like us, like get, us, travelling yeah. around Europe. We farreled it. We farreled it completely. And Farrell farreled it th- uh, this this weekend, did he not? Well, he scored a try. He scored, yeah. a, scored Kick, 22 points. Kicked a lot of goals. Captained, so are we allowed, his team. Are we finally allowed to say, it's a hole in the armour of a very good player? What? 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 His he's, tackling, he's, his right, shots, so, all this stuff. So I would prefer not to talk about the negative. I, I, I think, but you have o- to, don't you? Surely. O- overall, his performance is incredibly po- positive. Yeah, he, he he did play superbly. I, I, I do think I don't. I want to get off the kind of missed tackle narrative. I do think he made a massive mistake, and he could have potentially had a yellow card and a penalty try for that. I no completely arms agree. Yeah, I totally agree. But I think what you've just done is what I've seen a lot of people do in the wake of the game. England just humped Australia. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, well, so, well, no, wait, so England just humped Australia. And people would rather talk about a try that, that because there should have been a try and four points should. that Australia should have had. Yeah. It still wouldn't have changed the outcome. It still doesn't take oh. away from the fact England are really, really good. And we, we had, I, I can't see it right now, but we have had a tweeter. Um, I, th- I can't remember the name of the person who did it, but they tweeted saying, and I think they're onto something here, that this Owen Farrell tackling narrative oh, is actually behave. Trumpian <laughs> diversion tactics. Fake news. You're fake news, Tim <laughs> <laughs> To get off, get away from the fact that your downfall 2018 and Eddie Jones losing his job is in tatters. Well, we have got three envelopes. It's definitely not in tatters. It's definitely not in tatters. There are three envelopes sealed in the yeah. rugby dungeon containing what we said. The, the yeah, next, out, out of interest, what did you say, Jay? My theory was England were going to lose three out of four. Um, yep, yeah, they were only going to beat Japan. Japan. 
and then Eddie Jones might be edging towards the door. But you actually wrote the name of the person yeah, I who, thought, you, who you thought was going to come in. Exactly. So I actually thought, if everything goes to plan, my plan, <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who, who would come in. I think. Who? So here is my conspiracy theory. Or if you not got much cash. I know who you're going to say. Yeah. Right. And in the meantime, there's a guy being appointed to England uh, doing development, so on, so, so on so forth. I know who you're going to say. Who's got DOR experience, and I believe would be Machiavellian enough to say, oh, what? Eddie's gone. <laughs> Step forward. Dean Ryan. <laughs> well, we don't need to talk about that because it's not well, happening. Just, just out of yeah, interest, yeah. What, who did you write down? I put, I put Stuart Lancaster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be amazing. Yeah, we so, uh, so, well, 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 we've not done it yet. And Sam Burgess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Assistant, so, assistant so, coach. Defence coach. Yes. So, uh, what I put was, I initially wrote down as a joke, Mike Ford. And then I struck through that and wrote, no one in Eddie we trust. Oh, uh, what a creep. Phil, <laughs> I love what it. A creep. Nails it again. So, so again, yes, yeah, I think everyone can agree um, that should have been a penalty try. Yeah. Possible, mm. possible yellow cards, but and I, but, but the point being, that doesn't take away from a very and, and good shouldn't one. take away, and it disappoints me how many people are talking about that after an absolutely okay. a demolition of, oh, of a poor Australia not, team. This is not a good Australia team. That's the first. I mean, yeah, if I was there, there are two. Fan, now, yeah. yeah, there are two I sides. I would be very worried. Well, bar a couple of players, it's the same Australia team that Wales eked past. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, it's these true. boys, have, in my mind, these boys have got some serious, serious problems. I, they play the most stupid brand of rugby that I've seen. <laughs> I mean, their discipline is shocking. It doesn't sound like it's a particularly happy camp there either. With uh, well, is, is Adam Ashley Cooper nonsense. Do, do we know? Yeah. So after the what was after the, the Wales after game. the Wales game, yeah, they had Adam so Ashley Cooper's sister-in-law and a couple of her friends back to the hotel. They they left by. By midnight, however, it was a breach of team protocols and, and a leadership group of players. Thought, leadership thought, group, thought, I thought hate this. Should, so this is the bit that concerns me. I kind of go, I, it, it just doesn't ring true with every team I've been in that you wouldn't, you wouldn't. I don't think you'd. Why would you snitch I on your mates? Snitch on your mates. Well, it's a, well I think given this, I think equally you've got to set standards, and they've just lost it, an international match. Yeah, and I, I think it's. The way I'm looking at it, this is there's no major, from what I've read, there's no major indiscretion in this. But because of past indiscretions, they've had to set these standards for themselves, and this was a kind of black I and white think it's breach of protocol. Nonsense! I really, I mean, not only is it nonsense to have these stupid rule, uh, rules. These, these are these, these are adults. They can go to bed whenever, uh, whenever <laughs> they want well, with who with yeah. whoever they want. Oh, no, right? well, no, no, that's how I would run it. Yeah, um, but but then the leadership but, group. I mean, no, imagine no, 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 you, no. imagine you as my friend, right? Yeah telling me right you're going to punish me it's it's absurd no 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 but the difference is i agree and that's not how i would run it but if we said uh, when we go away um on our on our trip to to monaco and nice and, and rome we are going to um do a an hour's walk sightseeing at yep. 9 every morning we all sign up to it mm -hmm. even though that's never going to happen and it's <laughs> unrealistic and but th then then we would have, me and phil when we want to go out for a nice sightseeing walk and you're um, you're in bed <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really ropey and my brain's not working very well. I guess what I'm saying is they signed up to it. I know. I see. It's I the think rules they signed up but, to. But like, I, I feel it's like imposed on them. Like it's a little slight of the hand by these um, you know, managery types who they sort of get you to it, it, they get you to control yourself. I don't like it one one bit. How do we get the boys to follow rules? Let's pretend that the boys made up made, uh, made up the rules with these 
imposter well, leadership groups. Go, going back to the game, yeah. uh, there was some definitely some indiscipline from both teams. But yep. Neither team has got particularly good disciplinary records on the pitch. They, they do m- both make some stupid errors in judgment. But there was some... Let's talk about some of the positives. Let's yeah, talk about some of the individual of brilliance. For example, the two fifteens, the Israel Falau try and the Elliot Daly both of them. try. Both the Israel Falau tries. Or the, the, the first one through the gap. Some sensational, absolutely sensational individual did back, anyone, back did, running. Did anyone miss a tackle for that one? <laughs> uh, I, I think I think someone might. I don't think two people did actually. I think it might have also been one of the best players on the pitch who scored twenty two points and captains inside to a demolition <laughs> of Australia. <laughs> I, think, I think it might have been that <laughs> guy. <laughs> um, what were you saying? Sorry, Phil. Uh, individual, individual performances. Yes, Elliot, let's talk. Let's talk about Elliot, uh, Elliot Daly. Okay. Would you keep him at fullback? I, I, I would. Pers- ha- I would personally still be having Mike Brown at fullback. Yeah. But if I was playing, playing a World Cup quarter final or any World Cup game tomorrow, I would want Mike Brown at fullback. Yeah. I mean, you've got to say, haven't you? Like, Elliot Daly has to play for that team. Has to because he's amazing. But where? And I don't think they've quite sussed that yet. Well, the, the the interesting bit he's had virtually no time at all at centre, mm. so they obviously do see him as a as a back three player. Um, England do need to build up their options because they, for, for quite some time actually, under the whole of Eddie Jones, they've only really had Mike Brown or Anthony Watson um, as fullback options. So building up uh, another player because Watson. Who knows when he'll be? Uh, when he'll, he'll be next back? Yeah, but he, he was great, and his, 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 the skill he showed was the, the kind of skill that you can employ on on the wing or at fullback. I, I personally prefer Elliot Daly on the wing, but I understand what he's doing. And another positive mm. with Joe Joe a singer. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a very good game. That that one, tr- the try. Oh, sorry, there wasn't a try when he ran for. Yeah. Uh, Dane Hale at Petty instead of just going for the corner and trying to barge through him pass, or just pass to the man yeah, to the man yeah. he could have just put yeah. in yeah. He, will, he will learn it's, it's a good game to make that kind it of mistake is. in because he will learn an enormous amount oh, he will. from and that cost of mistake when you think about the potential size of an England backline it's genuinely they're the, big, the, aren't they? the physicality they're big. a backline with Teo Tuolangi Cogginsinger Cogginsinger Daly Daly's not, yeah, he's not small Farrells puts himself about yeah so it's a big bunch of boys. That's going to be that's going to cause problems. I do think we know a little bit more about England. I think we I think we finally know what England want to be, which is very brutal. very br- blunt and brutal. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, that's basically it now. But but they want to they want to do that in order to then create some room for that exciting back three. Because almost no matter who you've got in that that back three, whether it's Cockney Singer or if Watson comes back or Noel or Johnny May or Elliot Daly, you've got running threats right across the back three. So you, they want to create the opportunity by the brutal side of it for those guys out and, wide. And with England, they have done this without two of their best players, the Vinopolis. Yes, yeah, that, but but then that's a good point. <laughs> Ben Moon was was good again. Carl Sinclair was just a beast. He was yeah. an absolute beast. Rampaging. Yeah. Um, Itoji's world class again. He is. He's going to be a suit and abs. One of the greats. He, uh, yeah. He, he's, uh, you could argue he's already. Uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. there. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. He's on the way. He's, he is world class again. Um, what, what Brad Shields, I thought was was his best game for England. I I would well, agree, agree with that. It wouldn't be hard to improve on some of Brad Shields' <laughs> performances, to be fair. So um, the the one player who really did stand out. So I thought Kyle Sinclair was sensational. I really, really like liked Mark Wilson. Oh, he's yeah. such a good, just good all rounder, and so yeah. hard working, so industrious. The modern day Richard Hill. 
How many people have been, been called <laughs> that? But, you know, he might actually be. Yeah, because he, he is that kind of all-rounder. He combines all the benefits of a kind of traditional 6, 7, and 8. Yeah, I do love it, you know, when like, a guy gets a chance and then you just can't drop him. Just, yeah. Just, and well, I yeah. think he's well, getting ben, ben to Moon that. Ben Moon as well. But, yeah, like, Ben again. Moon has been superb. Who would have thought that? It's great. Especially with Mako being out and Marla retiring from international yeah. that did look like an area of weakness but it has just given opportunity for, for Moon and Hepburn to come in and, so and step a, up a lot of positives and I, th- I think that yeah that, that brutality that, that England could bring uh, again and I'm going to put it like this going back to Farrell yes it should have been a penalty try potential yellow cards absolutely but this is he is England's most important player yeah Owen Farrell's not inside England don't win the World got, Cup oh, Owen Farrell in that side, they could win the World Cup. D- Danny Cipriani in the side, guaranteed <laughs> win. But no, um, <laughs> on, on a serious note, I do I don't think it's a coincidence that him moving to ten has had some sort of res- resurgence. In, they, they are much more direct with him at ten, and then a big centre rather than the old Ford Farrell partnership, which you know, well lo- that, worked for a while. Ford, well, when he came on, it, there was there were more spaces and, and they created more when Ford was on as well. Do you, I think Ford's not long for this uh, team actually. Uh, I, th- I think he's an important cog. But, but why? Because you've got Slade who can, can step in at 10 if he, he, if he Because you've got play. all these blunt instruments and you've got all these really rapid guys, these blunt instruments. Actually, you need some guile and craft and skill and you've got Ford, Slade, and uh, you, uh, the, the, the men around those big fellas that you... And a, a point that I've made um, previously about New Zealand on this tour particularly, you can't just have a plan A. You need a plan A and a plan B. Um, and England do have those options. They can change it up and play with the two playmakers, mm. the Ford and Farrell combination, or you can play with Tio and Tuolagi, as we saw t- um, later on in the game, and you've got a completely different setup. Yep. So, in, con- <coughs> in conclusion, I'm uh, for, uh, in terms of England, I'm I have to sort of eat a little bit of humble pie myself because I was really concerned, and I thought it was going to be a, a bad autumn, but it's. It's still it's still a work in progress. It's, a me- sti- it's still a, a way to go, yeah. but it's a bit it's, it's a big step back in the direction they it's were going. It's a mediocre. Or, or three three out of four say. wins, only lost to the All Blacks by lost, one point. Lost the All Blacks by one point is mediocre. Yeah, I th- I'm I'm I'm, I'm okay. afraid so. No, they, 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 they haven't shown me. Ni- you, if you have a look, right, as I always say, top uh, the top two are miles ahead of everyone. I, 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 I do got, I do agree with that. Then you've got 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 your chasing group. After the autumn, do you put England where middle of that group? Bottom of that group, top of top of that group. Yeah, them in South Africa, Wales. Ahead, yeah, them South Africa, Wales, Scotland. Like, yeah, well, no, ahead, yeah, ahead of Scotland. No, ahead of Scotland. I'm ahead not of Argentina, sure. I mean, ahead of Scotland France. Some, I mean, playing ama- some, some absolutely amazing stuff. Wales look really, uh, really, really good now. Oh, and France lost to Fiji. Has anyone mentioned that? France, France did Fiji. lose that to Fiji. That was the result of the, of the whole autumn. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it French, amazing. isn't it? Yeah, it's so French. Amazing. Uh, and it was uh, the, the pictures of the, the Fijian players singing after the after the game. It was, it was aw- absolutely awesome. Yeah, but that's the one game we didn't watch. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we sort of half watched the Ireland the USA game. Yeah, till till half time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wales, I, I, just Sorry. on just on the Ireland USA. So good to see USA getting a couple of tries early on and actually making a, a game of it at the start. I really like that Ireland kit. But it did not feel Irish. No, if that makes blue. sense. What's all that about? Yeah, I, I love the kit. I think it's gorgeous. It's just not yeah. an Irish kit. I think sometimes they can copy Lancer too too much. Too <laughs> much. It's too <laughs> much of a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm ve- I'm very happy with where Eddie Jones has got England uh, <coughs> after the autumn. Oh, what's going Excuse on? Excuse me. Oh, oh, right. Phil. What's We're going on here? Uh, just trying to move one of the cables out of the out yeah. of the water. You might, you might be able to uh, hear the rain, but 
the rain has followed us everywhere. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Did I swear? It's all over my laptop. Damn it! Okay. Oh well. Friday night, the the um, oh. the repechage match. It was monsoon. And again, yeah, diluvian. Again, Rome. Yeah. It was biblical rain. Yeah, it was incredible rain. Catholic rain. <laughs> uh, Wales. Wales. I'm excited about this Welsh squad now. I think they are. I don't think they're you know Ireland good or All Black good, but I think they're, they're in the pack. Much, they are the best of the rest. Do you think? Yeah, I, I really do. So uh, I, in fact, look at them. I, I can sort of see. I think England would like to be the team Wales are. I think that that's that's a stage that England need to be and should uh, and should be really. I, I think it's hard to say either England or Wales are uh, far ahead of the other. Really? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't see much different. No, w- Wales are Wales are playing some very nice stuff, and the, the the big thing for Wales is their their discipline and their defence. Yeah, is so good. They they're almost like an island light. They're yes. not. They're not quite at the the it's insane in- levels of discipline. Uh, discipline and defence that Ireland have di- the monk like discipline of the Irish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but Wales it actually really suits we were talking about this last night but it actually really suits um, Wales the way that the media and everyone has been so focused yeah. on the England narrative um, but also just how good Ireland have been it creates a, an enormous amount of focus and takes focus away away from Wales who've been very unassumingly and quietly going on about their business and getting wins against South Africa, yeah. getting wins against Australia, doing, having a very good autumn. And doing exactly what England are trying to do, which is experiment with new guys, get uh, get get new options, get get some squad depth. Well, exactly the same well, process. Yeah, and the squad's the big revelation for Wales is the they've got they now they now can lose key players and not fear it in the way that they would have done a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. And it, their options in the back row are superb. Like Moriarty, obviously Falatau being out is a big loss. Yeah. Obviously Sam Warburton retiring is it's a, a big, big loss. loss. Well, the Lions, you know, but yeah. to have have the boys like Tipperick looks reborn. He looks sensational. Mori- Moriarty, yeah, Ellis <laughs> Jenkins. They're super. Even Lydia was playing uh, Lydia's like a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it yeah, it's awesome. And they've got uh, even boys below that, like someone like Navidi, who not really playing, or I don't, don't know if he did play in the autumn, but he's such a good operator to come in. Yeah. Nothing warms my heart more than big men working really, really hard with line <laughs> speed. That, that line speed, line speed work that. rate. I've, I've nailed it finally. They line speed and work rate. They, um, you, uh, and yeah, it was it was really, really impressive from Wales. Like the thought, as South Africa kind of needed to play a different type. They, they didn't play like they did against England. Maybe Wales didn't let them, but they, like England in the summer when they were really chucking the ball about. They were just running big men, but that's playing right into Wales's hands. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. I, I, I love, and I mean this. I love watching. Is it Cheslin? First name? Cheslin Col- Colby. Uh, that guy is worth the price of admission alone. He's so exciting, isn't he? he? I, but w- Wales, Wales shut him down. Yeah. When he, when he yeah. came on, and as he often does against tired bodies, and there's broken field running, he, he Wales did shut him down. Uh, by the way, George North's good again. <laughs> yeah. When you look at that team, there's a lot of guys that would be. Like lion starters, if you were picking a team five years ago, five years ago, and today, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, d- d- they're looking really, really impressive. I, I liked it a lot. Just w- one thing, um, we didn't mention in, in relation to the trip, um, JB's. If you ever want, you know, I think you should go into business. I've got a business idea for you. Oh, you awesome. should start doing running bar crawls, 
Four closed bars. Jamie can find the greatest closed bars anywhere. Yeah, it's frightening actually. We went to a lovely closed bar in Marseille. Went to another. We went to a closed rooftop bar in bar in Rome. Yes. Went to three closed rooftop bars in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, there's two more which were closed in in Madrid. You get so excited about your trips and you build these maps. Last last night worked out just fine. Last night was very good fun. Uh, although, wasn't that because of my recommendations from looking places up? No. <laughs> we, we ended up in a no. bar. Hold on, we ended up in a bar. Oh. How, how un-egg chasery is this? We watched some live Music. jazz trumpet. Yeah. It was awesome, though. It that's that's very uh, Tim Cocker Virgin Radio, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I bring the sophistication. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah>. Jazz. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and we also um, hung out with one of the world's leading anaesthetists. <laughs> <laughs> Forget, forget, world, yeah, forget, world, um, the World Rugby Awards. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, we did. We, we met this chap who uh, said he was an, an anaesthetist, which is exactly what JB and uh, Phil's wives do. Um, and he said, "Oh, they'll they'll know me." Yeah, and they did. Tell them who you're with; they'll know me. Yeah, yep, yeah. It, it's the equivalent. It would be like us right. just like bumping into. Yeah. Um, if, Dan if, Carter. Yeah, right. if Layla bumps in, I met a guy called Dan the other day. Right, Dan Carter. Plays a bit of rugby. Explain this to me. We're all bright. Uh, we're all bright. Uh, uh, bright men. We've all been to bars. What kind closed of, ones? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of insane business model? Right. And this is a nice bar. It was. It was very very nice. What sort of insane model is it? You have to go to reception to pay for your drinks, oh. and then somehow communicate this to the bartender back back upon your arrival. Yeah. That ordering system was a joke. Middle class problems. Very middle class problems. <laughs> I'll tell you what, one thing, just to sort of br- tie all the autumn international stuff together, because there are other games. God, we were at Italy v New Zealand, which oh, was yeah. Geordie Barrett's all right, isn't he? Pretty tidy. D Mac. Fairly handy, yeah. Fairly handy. Um, they were so. Do you know, I, I know we spoke about the Italy game and the surroundings earlier on in the pod, but I think we did. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, everything. Everything about Italy's setup. The stadium is great. Mm. Um, the hospitality is great. I love the trees. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, I love that sort of you know, the, the Olympic Park. Everything about it that you know is amazing, except for the rugby. And like, it does need to pick itself up because this was not competitive. Not even close. Not not even close. They are so. There is such an enormous chasm between yeah. Italy and the top. Yeah, I, I, I mean, if I had to go to watch Italy again, it'd have to be something like Italy versus Georgia. I, I couldn't possibly watch them against, I don't know, South Africa or, or some such thing. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I've lost completely lost my chain of thought there. I was just looking they've started playing. Let me guess. Do you want to by any chance decide who you would pick for a Lions team if it was played no, no, no. tomorrow? I was, I was just <laughs> yeah, yeah. let's do that. Let's do that. I'll <laughs> the ultimate but, uh, but only, only from players who played this yeah, autumn. Based right. on what we've seen this autumn, so let's select so for a so Lions so side. What yes. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it this way. I'm gonna start with the whole island team and you can tell me which ones aren't, aren't gonna <laughs> play. <laughs> 
Um, or who are you adding to the island team? That's, he's, that's, he's that's not a bad way of doing it. Um, okay, I'll tell you who I would definitely have. Stuart Hogg. Is in place of, place of Carney? In place of Carney. Okay, I, yeah, I can, I can get, get on board with that. So, so should we go oh, from 15? Oh, anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go from 15. Go from 15. So, Hogg at 15. Hogg at 15. Then Owen Farrell. My wingers would probably be uh, May, May and May. Stockers. Jacob May and Stock- Stockers, yeah. May and Stockdale. What about? I could probably go with that. Maitland's been really good this autumn. Maitland has played well, but... but no, no, but yeah. yeah. I think Seven could be up for grabs, potentially. No, George North, has he been... Has he I wouldn't... George North is looking back to his, yeah. his best, okay, cool. but I wouldn't have him right. over those two. Centres. Oh, sorry, unless you wanted to... Um, no. No, okay, cool. Um, pretty, pretty much. Ring Rose and Bundyaki? <laughs> yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, I, I, actually, I'd, so I'd have, I would have JD too. Yeah, yeah he has been excellent. Yeah. Uh, and Farrell at all. So, JD two yeah. and Bundyaki. Uh, hmm. J, JD two and Owen Farrell. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, um, Owen I, Farrell could play 10 if Johnny Sexton didn't exist. I, I would be... I would actually be happy in this in the uh, if there was a Lions test to have uh, Sexton and Farrell as my ten twelve combination. Yes, as long as you have someone there. No, you're insane. Someone else, someone like a Bundyaki or or maybe uh, Tio as another option. Uh, no, you were insane. Off the bench. No, well, absolutely not. Overall, uh, all right, fine. off. Ben uh, Youngs. I'm going to say Ben Youngs. Oh, I think get, oh no, Gareth, no. Da- no, Gareth Davis has been great. Ben Youngs Gareth has. Thomas Williams has been, ve- been, been been very good. Off Kieran Marmion was Ma- Yeah, Marmion was superb uh, in the uh, in the win against New Zealand. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, oh, I, so Murray's not no, played. No, no, no. Gareth I, Davis has been really excellent this Gareth, Gareth Davis has been very good. I, I think also I go to, to go back to your Ben Youngs point. I think he's had his best. Runner games in an England shirt for a long, long time. Agreed. I think he played very, very well. Agreed. Very, very Ben Youngs have a hot, a hot patch followed by a cool patch. <laughs> very Ben Youngs. Yeah. So, so on that basis, he's going to have a bad Six Nations. That's the backs. So, so who did we say scrum off? Do we go Gareth um, Davis or Ben Youngs? I, it, to be honest, it could be any yeah. of those. Right. So it could be Marmion as well. They've all, played, yeah, they've all played. Yeah. They've all played very well. Silly game theory game we're playing out. So. I, so you've got to start with Irish front row. All Irish front row. It's it's hard to disagree with the Irish front row. The the only one for me. So Rory Best is so important for Ireland because of his leadership. Um, I do wonder if no. I mean either of the so Jamie George or either of the Scottish boys. Dylan Fraser Hartley. Fraser Bowen or, oh, or I like the Scottish Dylan lads. Hartley's Hartley's been, been, uh, Hartley uh, has been Dylan, very good. Dylan you're right, actually. So good. Mm. Yeah, mm. I'd pick him. I think mm. he's the, I think he's the the currently the best hooker. I would go Best. I think. Because of the leadership, exactly, and also he's beaten New Zealand twice. He's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, got to, he's doing something right. Yeah. Um, if not, I do like the Scottish lads. So, I yeah, I, I really like both of them. They're both very good. Locks. Um, this is really hard. There is, yeah, because James Ryan, and James Dev, Ryan, Toner in that one. Get, in that Dev one Toner was unbelievably good. Yeah. yeah, he was unbelievably good. I so, so was James, James Ryan. James Ryan. Ridiculous! I think freak. I think it told you has made a few mistakes. I think yeah. he's, he's done some sensational things that no other locks would do. Yeah, I'm without doubt saying the two Irish lads. Yeah, Jim James Ryan. No, Alan Wynn. 
do love Arlen Wynn. I, mean, I do love. Yeah. Do you know what I love most is 120 could, caps he's got now. Who was um, who was the lad? He's got still got a few years left in him. Hang on, who was the lad who was captaining South Africa? Was it Khaleesi? Yeah. Khaleesi, yeah, yeah, he, he is the captain. Now I have an enormous amount of respect. Uh, amount of respect for anyone who captains an international rugby team I mean it's just an incredible thing unless they're called Owen Farrell however <laughs> no I like Owen Farrell there's a huge huge yeah. hole there's a gaping hole in this game anyway imagine being in a situation where you've got to argue the facts about rugby to the referee against Alan Wynne-Jones it's not a fair <laughs> fight is it <laughs> it's just not a fair fight <laughs> it, it's like, like if Alan Wynne was probably disappointed at how it was can- just candy from a baby it's yeah. not a challenge anymore I mean I, 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 I bet he just calls the ref and, you know, he, he says stuff about the ref's mum just to kind of yeah. make it harder when he has to chat to play him <laughs> over again. I mean, imagine imagine being the ref um, in, say, the Lions tour, and one side you've got Kieran Reid explaining yeah. his interpretation of the law, <laughs> and then Sam Warburton explaining his interpretation <laughs> of the law. Good good luck. So who's our second road? Uh, I, I want James Ryan in there. James Ryan. James Ryan. How can you not say... Uh, on the performance of these Novembers, that single performance from... Uh, Dev Toda. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Those two. Fine. Fine, 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 fine. Back row. Stander. So, so Omani's in there. Omani, De- Definitely in there. 100%. 100%. Um, <laughs> Wilson. Wilson is... Just, we're Wilson, picking, we're Wilson, picking on what we've just seen. Okay, yeah. so, do you know Wilson and Underhill. Tipperick 7. Under, Underhill's performance against New Zealand yeah. for England was unbelievable. Underhill would be the guy for me, because I just think he is special. So right, I, he's got something about him. I probably would have Omani. Um, but yeah, Tipperick's been sensational as well. Maybe Omani, CJ Stander and Tipperick. I'm with then Mark Wilson on the bench. Stander, Omani... But just the sheer brutality of Sam Underhill. I just love watching him. I just love him. Him. Isn't it, it's interesting, one Scottish player, and actually we've talked about Wales going under the radar and doing some good things, but we haven't really. Well, Gareth Davis got mentioned, JD got mentioned, Alan Wynn got mentioned, but really, we're, we're, so are we, is this our English bias? Some people will, will be calling us because <laughs> Scotland are not completely unrepresented besides Hogg. Yeah, I, I think Scotland have been a little bit disappointing. Um, they, they, hmm, interesting. They, so I was disappointed that they didn't do more, didn't get more out of the, the South Africa game. I thought that was the game um, that they really should have stepped up if, if they are going to be competing at the top level and if they want to be in the conversation around teams that could potentially beat New Zealand and win the World Cup, they had to win that game. And unfortunately, they didn't. They let it slip. Mm. Now, we're at the World Rugby Awards. Um, there's, there's Bill Beaumont just walking up the red carpet at the moment. Running into Bill again. Yeah, yeah. We, saw, we saw he was there in Marseille. The other Sale, night. He's always at Sale Sharks or <laughs> World Rugby Awards or the Repertoire. Um, but um, Gus Pichot uh, will, be, will be coming in soon, the vice president. Oh, can't wait for this. Yeah, so uh, this is the other thing. Like Owen Farrell's tackle that should have been a penalty try was, yep. was the, the Twitter arty mob of outrage. Uh, loved a bit of that. And they loved a bit of Pichot chat. I, d- I don't, don't really understand... They're just some numbers. So yeah. if you haven't seen, Augustine Pichot um, posted a tweet of foreign-born players. So international squads. The percentage. As a percentage. Yeah. Now, it's, it's a stupid, I mean, it's a stupid stat because um, David Pocock was foreign-born. 
Yeah. yeah. As an Australian international, George North counted for Wales's percentage because he was born in King's Lynn. It, it's just, <laughs> who cares? It's just like one of those things like, well, no, no, you know, no, what, no. what if I put, posted a stat about how many players in the first 15 come from a farming background? It's, it's not relevant. <laughs> it's as relevant. Nobody it, cares. It, well, but, but people, it has been driving people wide. People, people have been going nuts They're deranged. These people are deranged. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I do think that there's, un, under it all, there is a bit of a point that Gus Pichot got. I think the stats he chose to use were stupid, pointless. But the underlying point of the, re- the residency, uh, which they have already addressed, I think there is a point there. So I, d- I think... But he didn't actually make a point, did he? No, he didn't actually he make just, a point. He, he just, just presented, these are the, the percentage of players who are foreign-born in yeah. each squad. And that, that is it. It's just... Yeah. A, That's it. It's a statement of fact. <laughs> yeah. It's not... It's not so a lot of people it's are like then interpreting, yeah. it, interpreting it as a negative on it, nations who've got a high percentages. I think that was the percentage. subtext. I think that, well, that is well, clear. That, that probably is that, the subtext. That is a way of that is a way of interpreting it. But it is just data. It is just a f- statement of it's fact. Like, it's like if you, excuse me. Um, it's like if he um, literally just stated the time. <laughs> JB has got brown hair. <laughs> there you go. I, I would get rid of the gra- the grandparents. Um, Rule pathway, Why? would you? I uh, just your parents, parents, or citizenship. That's it. So, how I, I think, I think I now the, the five, the five year f- to me seems uh, it seems about right. Yeah, hmm. it, it, yeah. It's, it does, it seems fine. Um, right, well, world, world rugby awards. Any, um, who do you think is going to win, by the way? Well, that's exactly, exactly. It. I think it's going to be jo- uh, Johnny Sexton. Yeah, I think it has to be Johnny Sexton. Yeah, so, uh, everything, so he's at Ireland have had. Phenomenally successful autumn internationals. Sexton for Leinster have had uh, have had very successful. Oh, there's Rob, Rob Vickerman. Um, let's see if we can. Um, hang on. The, the let, let me go, as well. Let, 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 let me see, see if we can get get our first guest. Wait there. Should we pause? So it's got to be it's got to be Sexton. No, well, okay. It has, to, it has to be Sexton. With, with all this other stuff going on, this is the advantage of the rugby dungeon. Is it's a contained space. When when JB has. Line of sight to all sorts of places. <laughs> he is uh, unleashed. He, he gets easily distracted, doesn't he? Really he really does. He's not in the room. Ah, oh, we've got <laughs> Mr. Vic. He's, he's, fo- he's following us around. No, no, come on. How are you doing, Rob? Nice to see you, Rob. Rob Vickerman, um, who, we, who we saw in we saw in Marseille on Friday night because he was commentating on the Repichard. Doing a fine job, I must say. Yeah, you, it was great. Someone pestering behind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you also, as you just said there people wouldn't have heard you, you proved that JB's jacket is indeed two sizes too small it's for him. not it's a great jacket it's a nice well this is a different jacket but yeah. all, all my jackets fit perfectly thank, it's thank you it's impressive that you've now lent it to Phil as well <laughs> <laughs> fantastic how, how, um, how northern is this weather we've had in the continent I did just make days. a point the, the producers inside this lovely incredible facility BBC Five Live in the nice little warm area you northern monkeys exactly outside, what's that about but no it's uh, one of those that about well, 25 minutes ago, three steps out, suddenly just started absolutely mancuning it down. Oh, Rome was even worse. Rome was epic. Biblical. It was. Mm. Yes, and Marseille, well, you, you were there with us, um, yes. Marseille Friday night. The, Canada got the final spot in the Rugby World Cup, which is so important for that nation, having been to every World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, Massive. it was huge. And to be honest, that was probably likely to happen. I think we kind of span it a little bit in the media that there was a lovely little narrative because it's the first time I've ever heard of a tournament being structured the way it was in that... The first points differential was actually about head-to-head, not your points for and points against. So Ooh. it could well have been going into that last game if Germany had indeed beaten uh, 
Canada in the second game that one of any three teams could have gone through and mathematically was an absolute nightmare. But it was really hotly contested in certain parts of the game, but ultimately came down to that class and experience that Canada had, which, having been to every World Cup, always, always was going to happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's a, a big traditional rugby nation, so uh, it was great for them. But, yeah, just a... It's, it's nice to throw the spotlight on these on, on some of the smaller nations and, and I think broadly speaking that's been one of the great things about this autumn series and that, that I mean that Fiji win last night yeah that's exactly what people want to see and interesting today you know, with all the kind of world rugby seniority they, they've loved it because it's been mm. really competitive I think what needs to happen is perhaps a little bit more structure as to who plays who you don't want to be playing Australia's and England team four times in a year yep. which I'm sure you've probably mentioned already but many many times yeah and, and that and you know it needs to have that little degree of structure which you know is, is something they're talking about so really good autumn internationals and I think it sits perfectly well going into what's going to be a pretty competitive premiership campaign amongst others now how how interesting is this Hong, is this whole Hong Kong story because they've got a fantastic a fantastic little setup there yeah it's a really intriguing one and, and been out in Hong Kong a few times over the last probably six or seven years seeing it develop and grow they're still very much reliant on their model of people go to Hong Kong with a view to get employment as well as rugby so often you're thinking like they're probably senior championship players or perhaps it sounds horrible mm. to say but failed premiership players that wonder they get some, some rugby but tie it into an internship or you know looking at employment going on so that's always been generally the way they've done it and it's been an amateur status but now they're looking at a professional model and I was just speaking with the chief exec of Hong Kong only on Friday and he's talking about this global rapid rugby has been the game changer yeah for Hong e- Kong. explain this because it's fascinating yeah there's not a huge amount out there but if you do have a quick google of it there's the guy that's basically backed a lot of Australian rugby previously, and I think Rebels are one of his. Yep. Pick, uh, Andrew Forrest, they call him Twiggy. Uh, <laughs> Obs. Yeah. He's the guy that's basically trying to set up this different type of league. And it's one of these experimental leagues, so it should be really fun to watch, really engaging for the viewer because they can manipulate laws like they do in the Varsity Cup in South Africa, and that then makes it appealing to a different type of audience than your mm. traditional rugby. And sport. they've got some huge amount, well, potential huge amount of prize money or some, some such thing. So the incentives to play. Pretty large. Mm. Yeah, and that's it. The incentives for most teams is going to be cash. Because yeah. that's, that's how you fund it. It sounds ruthless and slightly mercenary, but it is actually the backbone of how these things are going to grow. It needs a lot of money. And if you go to Hong Kong, the first thing you know is it's well, a lot of money. Well, they have one resource in abundance, and it's money. So they should be Only okay. going to go with that there, <laughs> Yes. Uh, well, just you used the word mercenary there. I'd be interested in what you think. As, you know, as someone who played professionally, you're not just a, you're not just a fan you've got a different perspective as well what do you think Gus Peachot will be here tonight he's had a lot of heat the last the last week hasn't he yeah now I love Gus not only because he's the one of the few people in rugby or indeed the world that could pull off a suit with white trainers yeah he nails it up there really? with Pharrell uh, really? James Abraham no, yeah. no. James Abraham is the other guy he nails it <laughs> he goes for more converse and just doesn't work it's a mess up <laughs> you can tell him I said that but the thing about okay. Gus is you appoint someone like that who is the most charismatic passionate person in rugby you make him have significant power on authority, you've got to expect that he's going to speak his mind. And that's what the traditional viewer wants. They want to hear that. How he does it perhaps will uh, you know, aggregate a little bit of, of the world rugby circles. But as a player, you feel he represents you. And that's kind of what you want. As a fan, mm. very much the same. As an administrator, it must be an absolute nightmare. If yeah. honest, because well, you have to try and care about it. This but. social media world we're in, it, it was one, one thing that sparked the outrage. The other big talking point that's got a lot of people very heated the last 24 hours or so is... Owen Farrell's missed tackles. Yeah. Do you think there's an issue there? 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, actually, again, you know, going back mm. to the World Rugby Circles, they're, they're, they're talking about, you know, that situation being one that could have been showcased as potential. So mm. I do feel for, for Farrell because clearly he feels that heat comes toward him. But ultimately, if you were to go onto the website, you look at what is deemed no shoulder tackle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would have been probably not as bad as the one that was witnessed right in front <laughs> yeah, of the sticks. Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, Piper had his time there to maybe say, look, this is the precedence, it can make a mark here, this could well be the documented thing that's going to try and change that behaviour but ultimately it's what we're all talking about now and we don't need to be so hmm. I'm very cautious of Nick Phil's mic here so I'm, I'm that's alright that's okay well, I mean, we, 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 we've still got the one northern quota that's alright the uh, gruff northerner um, yeah so what, what so tonight is it how messy will it will it get we were here last night and we saw some international players in all kinds of pain we're not allowed to say that oh right no it's no generic. oh yeah no. right. that's very generic that's alright <laughs> didn't say it was rugby Oh right, okay, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. You know, in Monaco footballer, probably. Yes. That's it. And if you're going to mention the word player in Monaco, exactly, it's <laughs> ridiculous. But like, you walk down the high street, normally they'd be like Greg's and McDonald's or whatever. They're here, McLarens, Ferraris, Rolls Royce. The place is just um, bizarre. And when I said all kinds of pain, it's because they were doing some deadlifts. Exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly right, exactly right. Um, but it's going to be. I think it's going to be a bit of a celebration first and foremost. Been a hell of a year for most of these players. The weird thing is that some of them are now, you know, finishing a, a ridiculous campaign. Others are smack bang in the middle of it. So very difficult to see where the celebration levels will get to but I have been told the after party or something is downstairs so is it some sort of dungeon the rugby dungeon perhaps oh, so yes. oh yes subterranean so, love it and love it not a bedroom and um, world player of the year for you Sexton just walked yeah. past him actually, oh, you know, his, um, actually he's deceptively tall isn't he yeah. I don't think he's going to be as long as he is no actually whilst we're on this give me your predictions for the sevens awards yeah I, I kind of hope and this sounds really negative but I hope it isn't Perry Baker with him again <laughs> again yeah. and he hasn't actually played as a massive amount but when he has played I mean the guy is a bit of a it's a bit of a celebrity in rugby circles because of what he can do I mean that try your score I'm sure you'll see the VT around the world on it he's just incredible and he's a real personality which is great but for me the guy is such just seen him on screen Ben O'Donnell great story no one ever heard of him comes on the 7 series exactly how 7 should be used as a development tool and he's carved it and the also thing I like about him he could not look more Aussie so, <laughs> nice. He's got the rat tash. He's full on leg back. He's, he's got a family. That oh, here he is. Everywhere. That's I want uh, Perry Baker. Yeah, the Perry Baker try. It's, it's worth a good ten minutes just circling him on YouTube. It's it's pretty special. Yeah. Speed stick. How someone's that quick with that little legs? I've got no idea. He is unbelievable, isn't he? Yeah. He's unbelievable. Right. Well, shall we leave it there and go and, go and corral go people? Inside, out of the monsoon. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to um, distribute your I Love Fafty Clerk badges now, JB? Uh, I, I have a few. I have a few. Well, he's had to throw, is, he's had to throw the how, downfall 2018 is, badges away. Is Faf here? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, yeah, he's just walked in with <gasps> Mark and Mark. So okay, okay, man. okay. Stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. <laughs> he might actually fit your jacket, JB. Actually, I'm going to see if I... I'm, are, they, are they in there now? Are they, are they come, come for drinks? Yeah. Right, I'm, I'm Do, gonna, you, you painted the picture of where you are now, cast away on the balcony, miles away. From everyone, you need to get in the mixer. Yeah. Every, everywhere is like everywhere is like a Thunderbirds house. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Right, yeah, let's go and get inside. Let's right.